We are now recording, Dane. What's good, my G? Nothing much, man. Try to find my notes. Pull up the notes. Pull up the notes. This is episode 44. How have you been, Deontay? I have been well, my guy. Just joined the 3-0 club, the big 3-0. I am here. I have stepped through the door. 30 years old, man. This is your birthday. Welcome to the 30s. This is the land of no more birthdays. You simply moving forward. You celebrate another year of life without a number attached to it. At this point, it doesn't even matter. I'm just thankful. Just be thankful that you only have a crook in one side of your neck and possible slight (laughs) ACL tear in one of your knees. Okay? So just be thankful of that. You're right. You're (laughs) right. It's 30. <laughs> and this is the 30s. It was funny because Karina was like, you know, it's your birthday. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, it's just, it's just another day. I already started doing it, bro. It's, yep, it's just another go. day. There you go. Yeah, but welcome to episode 44 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. My name is Deontay Epps, joined by my best friend, co-host, Dane Beasley. And we are back for another episode. On deck for you guys for episode 44. We're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA president, Mark Emmert, finally making a decision about NILs. And we're trying to see where his is, you know, what he's thinking. What What is he really up to? <laughs> Look, I know that there is, for the sake of this conversation, I know there is much, there, there are plenty of moving parts that goes into a decision like that. But for the sake of just saying something that's, that's very ignorant, how the hell does this man have all the power in the world? And and just got re-signed to like, another country. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll, 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 we'll go down the rundown. That's, that's a dangerous uh, man. <laughs> General Homeboy returns with his sidekick player personnel. That's me. And we're going <laughs> to talk about four guys to watch in the upcoming college football season. And we're going to talk DK Metcalf running, you know, trying to qualify for the Olympics. That's that's pretty impressive what he, mm. uh, what he accomplished this past weekend. Um, and then a part of our nerdy news segment, we're going to talk about theatrical deal with five major studios um, as far as the theatrical <laughs> windows coming up. So that'll be kind of interesting. Um, the Venom 2 trailer dropped today and uh, PS5 shortage looks like it's going on to 2022. So if you ain't got one like us, sucks for you. Wait a minute. The Venom trailer dropped? Or is it dropped Venom 2. Th- tomorrow or today? It, it dropped this morning. Oh wow! <laughs> so, 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 Dane has not watched the trailer, and you guys can laugh at that while we start the show. You are now listening to the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Here are your hosts, Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley. Did you watch the trailer yet? <laughs> all right, watch. Man, look, so you first of all, what you're not gonna do is quote unquote hang up on me or put me on mute while I'm trying to explain myself. So like, many, I, I really, many I other, really hit you with the, like, I, I hit you with the you, intro, <laughs> hit me with the beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> like, like millions of other Americans in this world, your boy was out here working. And not working, but working hard. So, of course, there's a you know few opportunities throughout the day, just like any other normal functioning uh, adult 
with no life. I get on social media a few times a day during the workout. Today, for some odd reason, I guess every time I check Twitter, nothing was on, you know, nothing was popping, as they say, or trending. But maybe you I know spent what? most of the time most of the time I spent today in like my little five minutes of social media was on Facebook. Um shout out to Troy and Tyree for Yes, you know, congratulations. That was beautiful. Yes. Yes, boy Troy with the, <laughs> boy with the with the words, man. Like he's always had a way with words, but he just that mug was beautiful. So shout out to most definitely, shout out to most them, definitely. Man. But um, I I didn't like today was oh, oh obviously I was out Thursday and Friday from work. Um, Langston of course was um, my son. For those of you who don't know his name, his name's Langston. Gave him a plain extra name. Um, anywho. His first week of daycare was last week. And, of course, we knew it was going to happen, but we didn't know it was going to be this early. But he ended up getting sick from the daycare, which is, you know, this, this these things happen. We need him to build up his immunity anyways. And so he got sick that Wednesday. And then, of course, I took off Thursday. And I had already planned on taking off Friday, but it all worked out. Just nurse him and get him better. But meanwhile, while he's getting better, he passed it on to me and his mom. So we both out here sounding like Chucky from Rugrats. And just it's, it's all bad. But, you know, we here, thankful uh, to be here, and more than anything, now I get something to look forward to after this podcast to watch this trailer. So, shout out to all everybody, yeah. everybody's listening right now. You've all seen the trailer before I did. Um, yeah, so shout out to y'all. Well, yeah, later on in the podcast, we'll talk a little bit about how I felt about the trailer. Um, but oh, so we still gonna talk about it, even though I ain't seen it. All right, no, well, keep going, okay, keep, uh, going host, keep going, host. I am That's the perfect what, host. I leave it all in. Cut. You feel me? You just better I'm leaving it all cut. in. Or I'm sending uh, 10,000 people to send a dollar request from your cash app, player. <laughs> Partner. But uh, this weekend, man, uh, your Sam Houston State Bearcats, you got the hoodie on, man. Y'all, y'all going to the national championship. Let me let me ask you one question because I turned the game on when they were down mm-hmm. uh, twenty four to three, I believe, in the mm-hmm. third quarter. Was there any doubt that you guys were going to come back and you know get back on top and finish the job? So I was actually out and about for the first two quarters, but I was listening to the game on my ESPN app. I was okay. driving most of the time. Um, my wife didn't know this, <laughs> but I had my AirPod in my left ear since I was driving, and I had the game playing ah. on the phone. I'm trying to, you know, handle two conversations at one time. But anyways, um, like I said, the man in his house, <laughs> I listened to the first two quarters of the game, and at some point I had to stop because there was I was obviously losing uh, control of being able to listen selective listening by that um by that means so i cut off the game and when i got back to the house the score was 24 to 10 we we're down 14 other like, day i was like, all right i'm gonna put this we're out because we were getting a bunch of stuff when we're out and part of the things we were getting was this little piece that goes to my son's crib so now he's going from like a natural crib and we're taking one of the sides off the crib and there's like a rail. So when he rolls over, okay. he doesn't roll out the bed. I was going to put that on. And I'm in my head, I, for some reason, I said it's going to take five minutes. It took 45 minutes. By that time, the game was already <laughs> over with. DeMar Rick, shout out to DeMar Rick. He texted me and said, hey, dang. So I take it. Well, he's, well, let me read to you exactly what he said. Do it. Which there is no way for me to tell what the results of the game was based on what he said. But I, I'm going to read it. <laughs> he for kept it so neutral. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, uh, 
you ex- he had the stale face, the little, you know, the emoji with the mm-hmm. dot eyes and then like the little slant mouth. He's like, yeah. Extra quiet, bro. Ham. Dot 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 dot. And I was like, oh damn, we lost. No, they came in our house and kicked our teeth in. And I was like, missed the third or fourth quarter because I was fixing Langston's bed. Upside down, smiley face. Damn it, what happened? And then I said, dot dot dot. And I couldn't wait. I seen the little bubbles, and you know, he was texting. I, yeah. I can't hold it. I went in. I checked it, and the first thing I seen was. The bolded, you know, the, of course they bolded the team that won, and they said SHSU, and I was like, yes, I have no idea how we pulled it out, but we came back from behind, and I was there the whole time. I missed everything, so he uh, put me on to. I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently I've been living in like two decades ago. But apparently you can go on the ESPN app and you can watch games that have already been played. I had no idea. I am so sorry to everyone that's already been knowing about this technology, but I did not know. Maybe I'm old. Anyways, I watched the last uh, two quarters of the game, and it was brilliant. Um, hats off to those young Bearcats. Yeah. Uh, despite those horrible odds of being down by multiple possessions and were all hope seemed lost, they banded together and stayed in the foxhole, and they pulled out the dub. <laughs> the shout, out to, shout out to the defense, number one. Shout out to the special teams, number two. And shout out to the offense, Number three, and shout out to the whole team, number four. Bam. So that leads us to Frisco. Again, this is the third time. Back to in my who'd lifetime. y'all play? Who'd you play the last two times? The last two times. North Dakota I, State? Yeah, North Dakota State. And this time we play in the South mm-hmm. Side. So, yeah. <laughs> see, different results. Yeah. Hopefully it's different results. Um, but the, those guys, hell of a. Like, they, this. We've had some pretty talented young men that come to the, the university and proud to be, you know, proud to be a part of it in some way, shape or form. But credit to all those those athletes um, or as my uh, some of my kin folks say, athletes, um, <laughs> they throw a U and an H in we there. Some athletes. <laughs> we some athletes. So shout out to the Bearcats. No, yeah, for sure, man. And the SHSU yeah. Nation for holding it down. Yeah, I watched the second half of the game, and from what I've seen from the highlights, it's a completely different game from the first half. Like, all the momentum was on Sam's side. It took one play after another, one touchdown to get within them, like, like five okay. minutes. Within, yeah, like, five yeah. minutes, it was, like, uh, so who's, many, like, who's the number 12? Who's the number 12 cat that took the punt return back? Oh, and then um, scored that slant and go. But he, he, he helped change the yeah, momentum yeah. for the whole squad. Dude got the dude got the legs on him, man. Yeah, he was he, when they showed that alternate view of the the touchdown. Like, okay, I see that, but how the hell did he see that over there? Because he was yeah. like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but c- congrats to Sam Houston. Let's give those yeah. guys an applause. And on Saturday, no, Sunday, the game Sunday at 1 in Frisco, Texas, against the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. It's going to be a tough one, but, you know, cats. maybe third time's a charm, my guy, for you guys. Yeah, we're going to see. And we need you to watch, too, because apparently, DeMar, according to DeMar, shout out to DeMar, uh, and, of course, Brody, shout out to my boy Brody. Yeah, Brody as um, well. Of course, all of us are Sam Houston uh, alumni. Yeah. So, Malcolm is the person <laughs> he, uh, looking at his crystal ball, his force crystal ball. He came to the epic conclusion that it was actually you. Deontay LeJean Epps is responsible for us <laughs> turning the tides and coming back. Hey, man, such a I, I didn't, didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to take the credit for it. I'm humble over here. I'm 30 now, you know. I, oh, I, my I, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
yeah. Shout out to Demarre too. That boy gave me thirty bucks for my birthday. Thirty for thirty. Shout out to him, man. Just, yeah, just don't, they don't make real work like that anymore, man. <laughs> they don't. They really don't, man. They don't. Uh, on to uh, NCAA President Mark Emmert. Mark? Um, Mark, he finally, you know, he finally got his, his contract, got re-signed just a few weeks ago. So now he's trying to play it safe or whatever you may call it. This article is from Yahoo Sports. It states that... Um, NCAA Mark Emmert says athletes should be able to make money starting in 2021. Articles from Nick Bromberg. It says, is the NCAA finally ready to change its rules that prevent college athletes from getting endorsements? As states across the country are set to implement laws this summer, allowing college athletes to make money off their image rights, NCAA President Mark Emmert told the New York Times on Friday that he wants the governing body to officially allow athletes to make sponsor and endorsement money before those various state laws take effect. In an interview with the New York Times on Friday, he said he would recommend the college sports governing bodies approve new rules before or as close to July 1st. And then, Dane, uh, Georgia put in a law recently for NIL, um, their NIL athletes, but I was kind of reading into it, and I did have the article up somewhere. Here it is. Uh, what what I don't like about the Georgia NIL law, they are allowing, uh, they're taking. All right, for example, if I'm an athlete in at University of Georgia and I do a commercial for a local dealership for ten thousand bucks, the NCAA will take seventy five percent of my ten thousand bucks from that deal that I had with the car dealership, and they're putting it into a pool of not just my money, but a pool of all the athletes in the state of Georgia's money. And then when I graduate, everybody gets dispersed that endorsement money, not just me. So uh, I was listening to a Bamani Jones uh, podcast this week and he was talking about it. And I kind of agree with like, it seems like it's just another way to curtail. I mean, we're going to give you, what you want per se, but we're going to adjust it so that it still benefits us where we don't have to give you everything at that particular moment. Anything that stands out to you about um, what Mark Emmert said or the Georgia NIL law? Oh yeah. I mean, there's always a, but there's always a, but yeah, always anytime you're dealing with anytime you're dealing with a particular kind of old, rich, entitled, out of touch men, white men, <laughs> white man. Anytime you're dealing with these guys like that, there's always going to be uh, contingencies. <laughs> there's always going to be some red tape. There's always going to be some. Now all you got to do is pull yourself up by your bootstraps and graduate, and you'll get a. I'll give you a little something, something for your troubles. By then, what's the incentive to graduate? No, never mind. Never mind. I, I'm not going to go there yet. But anywho, yet another hurdle for uh, the athletes to reap the benefits of which they don't get to. No, they don't get to reap the benefits immediately. Let me ask you this, Deontay. Yeah. The advertising money. Those, I don't know, advances and contracts that these big name universities get for, I don't know, being in a bowl game. You think they have to wait a few months, maybe four years, 
to get that money? To that, mm. to go into the fact, you think they have to wait to upgrade their weight rooms and upgrade these nice fat coaching contracts and, and things like that? Do you think they have to wait for that? Or do you think that's kind of I don't, I don't I, know, instant? I don't, I don't think they have to wait for that, Dane. I think they get that money if not in a month's time, maybe weeks. Interesting. Okay. Very curious. interesting. It just reminds me of it's it's just like your bank or any type of bank. When you pay for something, you need to pay for it before you leave the store immediately. But if you're trying to get a refund, that joint's going to take, oh, um, yeah. your money will be credited back to your account within seven three to ten to five, business days. <laughs> seven to ten <laughs> business days or three to five weeks at the worst. Yeah. Right. And we're going to slap a $2 charge on there, a service charge on there. Like, oh, f- how you going to tax yes. me on something that I, like, how you going to tax me on something? Anyways. Yeah, and even in I, general, just we, like in life, like when you like you see somebody else doing something that's benefiting them, like, hey man, let me I I, I want to try that. Yeah. And then right when you try it, the things change, like things change, the tables turn, like everybody can benefit from it but me. Ain't like I said last week, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Yeah. Uh, ain't no fun, but you know, they can call it what they want to step in the right direction. But this is nothing. This is nothing that no one else didn't, you know, already see coming. There's always a contingent, and of course, it's Georgia of all places. It comes with something stupid like that. But, you know, it is what it yeah. is. I mean, the NCAA had delayed the this particular vote for, uh, and the people that don't know what NIL stands for is the name, image, and likeness um, for players to get paid um, while in college. So um, for, for us video game heads, that kind of goes with our old NCAA football video game that we are craving for. And I'm sure the EA Sports people are definitely looking closely at what's going on um, because when they announced the game a few months ago, there was a lot of talk about whether or not they would have the names of the players on there. And um, maybe if whatever goes through, through the course at this time, like when we talk with uh, Brian Mazik from Forbes, whatever happens with the courts within these next few years, as far as the uh, NIL laws are concerned, maybe we can possibly see names on the jerseys of players in that game. So it's interesting to see. Yeah. But are you ready for it? Oh, wait, while you're listening, we have your ears here. I forgot to tell you guys, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, please, and a nice review, and it'll help us get our podcast to a lot of ears out there. So we appreciate that. Now, it's time for General General homeboy and his sidekick player personnel. We are here. Uh, we're going to talk about four guys, Dane. You know, with the draft just ended a week ago or so. And, you know, we have some more prospects coming next season. So we're going to talk about a few guys here that could pop up on some draft boards coming next draft season. Yeah. A few guys that uh, everyone here, if you're listening, Probably should pay attention to. I know we're probably getting ahead of ourselves. Like, dang, Deontay, we still have a lot of professional sports that are going on. We have baseball. We have basketball. We have 
the Olympic trials coming up soon. Why are you guys jumping the gun and talking about football still? Well, we're about to enter one of the darkest times in the year. And that's when there is no football, technically no professional football. And everybody who's everybody knows that we squeeze and take any type of football coverage that we can. So without further ado, go ahead and get this thing crack-a-lacking. My first guy, my first overall, not first overall pick, the first guy that I want to bring attention to is none other than a safety. Why safety? Because I know in my wildest dreams, the Dallas Cowboys will (laughs) never, never in their life draft a safety with a high pick. And why I say a high pick? Well, for two reasons. One, Cowboys, more than likely, we're going to finish somewhere between pick number one and pick number 17, just my guess. And then two, more than likely, this young man is going in the first round, the top of the first round. I'm talking about none other than Kyle Hamilton. I've seen him in a few draft boards. A Swiss army knife. Man can do it all. So let me tell you about this guy. The issue, there's a, anybody who's anybody who's ever watched a game, watched highlights, or just watched film, period, from the first snap to the last snap, you always run across, or there's a, a consistent, you will consistently run across one guy, right? You're there to watch one particular guy. But then as you're watching one guy, you notice some other guy on the field. like, man. What about that guy? What about him? Well, that's the very thing that I was thinking. When I was looking at, um, who was I looking at? I was looking at uh, Jeremiah Wusukormo. Um, and of course, it led me down a rabbit hole looking at other defenders um, in that particular region. And of course, I came across Kyle Hamilton. And of course, he he's a ball hawk. He always, find, he's always finds himself around the ball, which to me, I need somebody like that on my defense. But in my wildest dreams, I know the Dallas Cowboys do, do not prioritize we don't prioritize safeties and we don't prioritize defensive tackles. So that's not going to happen. Um, but there's going to be, um, excuse me, there's going to be one lucky team out there that needs a, that has a needed safety um, that thinks outside the box and knows how to build a defense, um, of course, in the trenches, but also on the back end with those playmakers. Um, and so he will not find his way in Dallas, but more than likely probably in the division somewhere. Cause you know, other teams, they, they try for, you know, Positional, positional value like that. Ew. Deontay, who's your guy? Who's your first guy? Uh, my first guy is coming out of the University of Clemson. Mm. Um, my guy, Justin Ross. Um, you know, Clemson can be in that argument, Dane, for wide receiver you. They've had DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins. They've had Hunter Renfro recently. True. Um, those are some of the top guys. And then some guys that were on there for a while, but kind of fell off lately is Mike Williams, Martavius Bryant, those guys, they show signs and flashes. I think Justin Ross, we've seen it a couple of times the last few years in big games where, you know, he's a big playmaking type receiver. Um, he lost, uh, Trevor Lawrence, but he has DJ we on there in Clemson to still throw him the rock. Um, I think he'll be a, I don't know. Well, I think he'll work his way up to a first round pick this year. Uh, this past season, we did see a you know a plethora of receivers taken, but there there'll never not be to me. I feel like receivers are a position that always get selected high and early. And if he can show throughout the season, if I mean that he could be a consistent target catching, um, tough passes over the middle and, you know, leading Clemson to the playoffs. Once again, I'm sure his draft stock will rise high. So my first guy, Dane, is Justin Ross out of Clemson. Who you got next? 
Well, hailing all the way from the wide receiver university, amongst other amazing uh, superlatives, um, Garrett Wilson from the Ohio State University. I'm say that again. Um, so it was a very tough decision for me to make. Uh, but at the end of the day, I had to go with a Texas native. Um, with Wilson is either, you know, Wilson or Chris Olave, because, you know, we have those type of options about for first round talent on that roster. You know, such a deep class of of receivers that we have this year as well. So we I think, yeah, the Ohio State <laughs> University. So no, I said we. Oh, I thought you said the. My bad. Yeah, you. right. You do. Um, we, 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 <laughs> we, <laughs> we, um, so what you want in your ideal wide receiver is not only speed, that getaway, that getaway speed, but that get started speed. And of course that getting in and out of the breaks on top of having some really soft hands and giving, you know, giving the quarterback a nice window or opportunity, um, to get the ball to them in several occasions, red zone, first down, or just genuine, you know, guys that make people miss. So we have no shortage of that in this upcoming draft, um, but more if you're looking for someone that brings a little bit of both to the table, um, they can route you up as well as catch the ball at his high points. And then, of course, just a route technician. technician. Um, look no further than my boy, Garrett Wilson. So um, we'll get to see him, plenty of him, this upcoming school year. Very, very, very excited. Um, didn't think I would ever be this excited about a product coming out of Lake Travis, but that's a story for another day. So, <laughs> Lake Travis yeah. Cavaliers. Mm, um, my 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 second guy, Dane, is going to be Jaden Daniels, quarterback out of Arizona State. Um, last year, Pac-12 season was cut short because of COVID, so they had play only like maybe five games, maybe tops, unless you went to the Pac-12 championship game. But his freshman year, he put up 2,900 yards, passing 17 touchdowns, only turned it over two times in the air. Um, I think in the Pac-12 where um, there's not really a dominant team over there, you know, everybody sees the Pac-12 as like the bottom of the Power Five conferences. Jane Daniels is one of those players that I've actually watched a couple of his games, and he's he's like – what the scouts love about quarterbacks as far as being tall, he's six, three probably could put more pounds on him going into the league at, uh, right now he's only like one eighty five. um, next year he's going in as a junior next year. So he, he, you know, he probably could stay another year, but I think if he puts up big numbers, having a full season, um, he may decide to declare for the draft. And, you know, especially if they if yeah, get if he sees the dollar bills and if they're winning ball games and competing for a Pac-12 championship, you know, he could he could sign that agent. And he could be hearing his name called um, mm-hmm. come draft day. But I, I like the kid. He's six, three. He's not really known to be a, you know, dual threat kind of guy, but he can mm-hmm. get out of the pocket and make plays when need be. Um, but, yeah, if you guys haven't heard of him, uh, check him out, Jaden. Jaden Daniels out of Arizona State. That's how I know your offense minded. My guy went and picked two offensive players. Didn't even worry about defense. He's I know. I defense. thought about it, bro, but I was just like, man. <laughs> I, and I knew you were going to say something about that. I was like, man, I'm just going all <laughs> offense nah, wins know, games. Got to nitpick anything is right, especially if you're a Cowboys fan. 
you want to, yeah. if you want to win, if you want to win championships, the Cowboys fan is not for you because all we do is sell tickets, <laughs> tickets and merch. It's time for General And that's your General Homeboy <laughs> segment presented by, brought to you by, sponsored by nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you happen Man. to catch DK Metcalf this weekend, my guy? Yes, I did. Um, as many Texans were in the track and field spirit, um, I did. I did catch it. Um, I don't think I was surprised. He ran faster than I thought he was going to run. I'm not going to lie, but he, you know, let it be a let it be a testament that yeah, to people who still don't understand or firmly grasp the concept, football speed and track speed are two and totally different speed. things. Two yeah. totally different things. Two totally. Beyonce, <laughs> we found this out the hard way <laughs> in high school. <laughs> what do you mean we? <laughs> I hear Langston laughing too. Oh, that was the uh, my bad. That was my ringtone. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, where's he? Like it's supposed to be sweet. I'm leaving <laughs> so that I in my too. Eyes got, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Ah, okay. Oh, but yeah, for everyone that doesn't oh, know, uh, DK Metcalf from the Seahawks, yeah. he ran uh, trying to qualify for the 2020 or well, it is a 2020 Olympics, but yeah. it's in 2021 because of the delay. Um, ran a 1036 uh, in the 100 meters, and he Which finished. Is fast. Yeah, it's fast. fast. Most definitely, very fast. Most definitely. You know, everybody, he went viral off of chasing down that guy on the interception last year and you know, kind of got hype, hype around it. So he uh, didn't quite make it. But, man, 1036 is is fast. And um, I think Demonric or, or Brody had mentioned, like, that kind of size he has on him moving that fast is incredible. Yeah. So just six, to put four, it in 235, that's crazy. <laughs> just to put it in perspective. Everybody that he was running against more than no, everybody that he was running against probably trained the, has trained their entire life uh, to yeah. run that particular race. They they knew that was their race when they were in high school, right? I don't think DK had a background in or or a background as a track and field sprinter in high school, but he did have he does have speed and possess speed much faster than anybody that I know. Um, however, a lot of the guys that he was running with. Uh, were professional, like professional sprinters, and it's not. It, it just goes to show that no, it's not a slap in the face to you know sprinters and Olympic qualifiers. However, it is just to show the general public that like, you you think this is fast. Wait till you see this guy that weighs you know 165 pounds and is six foot one and has been training to run the same exact 100 meters thousands and thousands of times a year. So um, shout out to DK Metcalf. And just, I mean, hopefully it inspires people to continue to play multiple sports because honestly, the sky's the limit, you know, one day, maybe right. one day you're, you know, 
an Olympic athlete and you're like, maybe I can go play football. Maybe we'll see that. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty dope. I think so. Um, but how does that, did you get a chance to, I know that the, I was telling you that the the state, the entire state of Texas was kind of in the mood for watching some sprints um, because of course the Texas state, uh, the Texas right. state championships, um, they took place over the last week or so. And of course they wrapped up with the 6A, the 1A and 6A, I believe on Saturday. Um, but of course there was, there was some speed there as well. Um, you get a you get a chance to, or did you see anybody in the area or anybody in your area that went to state yeah, or anything the, like that? The only ones I really saw and kept up with, I didn't keep up with most of the athletes, was uh, our former coach, Coach Daniels. He's now he's mm-hmm. coaching at um, Shoemaker High School in Colleen. Uh, his guys finished third in yeah. the four by one, four by one, yeah, yeah, four by one relay. Um, so they got the bronze. So that's pretty dang impressive because, you know, Texas and I mean, it's we always had those arguments about Texas and Georgia, Florida, Georgia. Exactly. Um, out of those athletes, high school athletes, which, you know, which are not even the most athletic, but the most fast. Four by on two. The, on my, the, not four by yeah. one. My bad. Four by two. Oh, she married one four by two. Yeah, they got third place. Four by two. OK. Four by two. My bad. Yeah, man. So um, kind of like what you were saying, man, like you see it all the time with athletes like going on to, to on a professional level. Like most mm-hmm. of them were like dual dual sport athletes, basketball, mm-hmm. track, football. Um, of course, the linemen, I mean, they participated in track, too, on the, the big events and right. Um, when I mean big, I mean the <laughs> the field events. <laughs> you call uh, them boys fat, but, but <laughs> no, but that's the, that's when I was coaching. We used to call them big, like the big yeah. CIG events. But anyway, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So, what do you have any like favorite dual threat athletes that maybe played in the league? Maybe Dion that you know played baseball, football. Um, any guys that come to mind for you? For me. Right off the top, only because of knowing and learning about him as a kid, and then of course not realizing how amazing he was until I got older, putting it in completely cons- complete perspective. Uh, Bo Jackson, um, like I wish when I was younger I understood why he was he was such a big deal, um, but of course didn't realize that until I got older. Um, but probably Bo Jackson and. Uh, the Dallas Cowboy, Bully Bob Hayes. Um, outside of that, those are the only two guys. Of course, Bully Bob Hayes. I'm inclined to believe, as many as others are, I believe he's credited uh, for the reason behind uh, the position of safety in football because he's so mm-hmm. fast. Um, but, of course, he was an Olympic athlete. He got a gold in the 100, if I'm not mistaken. And, of course, he was a he was basically – he was – a wide receiver, but I mean, they use him in so many different ways on offense, but mainly he's just a wide receiver. He really wasn't anyone as capable of shutting him down or capable of keeping up with him, but that's Olympic speed. Um, and of course, Bo Jackson. If you don't know anything about Bo Jackson, I recommend watching um, 30 for 30 that they did on him Bo some knows. time ago. Yeah. Was it called Bo Knows? Like, was it Bo Knows? Yeah. You don't know Bo or something, something like I can't remember, but it was Bo Jackson. Okay. Yeah, that, was, was, that one sounds right too. That's phenomenal. <laughs> who, 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 who you got? <laughs> Uh well mine 
this, this my answer. I'm kind of cheating because he did not play. At, he wasn't an Olympic sprinter, but he could have been one. Uh, I'm going with my uncle, man. He played in the ah. league. Yeah, he played in the league from like 82 to 88, and he played for the Packers and Jets. But before that, he in 1982, I believe, he had like the second fastest 200-meter time in the world. So if he wanted to, he could probably go dual, you know, do both. Yeah. But, you know, football just was the logical choice at that point in time. But, yeah, man, look up my uncle. I had him. I probably should get him on the podcast for sure, but <laughs> uh, but uh, I talked to him when I worked for Sikkim three sixty five. He uh, he came on the show there and talked about this particular story, and I'm gonna share it here because it's pretty funny. I don't even think I told you this, Dane. Oh, uh, but back back when they had like you know how now they do the Pro Bowl events, like the different games and stuff. Yeah. Um, back in his time, they had the the uh, NFL fastest man competition. Yeah, I remember that. Well, when D'Angelo Hall was in it at one point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this particular one, I I don't know who else was in the competition, but it came down to my uncle and Daryl Green from the Redskins. Mm -hmm. And Daryl Green was fast. Fast. Y'all know Daryl Green. He was fast fast as hell. And so it's on YouTube, and I I, I pulled it up a while ago, but uh, they ran a 100-meter sprint. And it came down to like a photo finish mm. and my uncle thought he won. And if you look at the tape, it shows like like my uncle put his head down before and crossed. But they gave it to Dale Green, the world's fastest man competition or like NFL's fastest man, which they right. should bring that back. That sounds cool as hell. Um, but yeah, that'd be, he would that'd probably be, be my pick. That'd be dope. I think it would yeah, go on a more interesting Whatever yeah. product it is they put out on and the film, you, which I understand. I, yeah, and then I feel like players nowadays, like, they pull they pull a muscle just stretching or something. It, well, you know how be you a whole controversy. That? You put it, put it somewhere in their contract or incentivize it much more. You want to have yeah. them risking hamstrings out there. How about you, how about you up that answer yeah. about that price? Because there is money. We know there's money yeah. in the league. Like, the, well, let's not play games here. But anyways. Right. Uh, Good, good choice. And I did not know that yeah. story. Learn something yeah, new about the answers one. every day. <laughs> Shout out, Uncle Phil. <laughs> uh, some quick, <laughs> some quick, quick hits before we get to our nerdy news segment. Uh, Dane on Wednesday, NFL schedule releases. You know they always get all uh, hyped in the media about the schedule, who plays, who win. Well, give us uh, some ugly ass Giants again. Yeah, week yeah. Y- y- y'all probably playing the Giants week one Monday night, like <laughs> or Thursday. Y'all always play the Giants week one for some reason, man. I don't know In why they do like spots that. too. I'm like, come on, bro. Get out oh, of no, it's usually like the Sunday night game on uh, week one. Yeah, I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. So uh, schedule releases on Wednesday. Then today, uh, Urban Meyer signed Tim Tebow, Timothy Tebow for a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. And uh, before I get to you, Dane, because that, that face is priceless. Um Jalen Rose, uh, do you follow Jalen Rose on Twitter? I believe I he, do. He, I don't know if he, he he has his hashtag hashtag uh, GBTW. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. hey, if y'all don't know what GBTW is, just look it up. And that, that's that's all I have to say about this particular yeah. situation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't think Dane has anything to say about this situation. <laughs> yeah, I think the, I think the silence says it all. All right, so Tim Tebow signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll see how long he stays there. And that is your quick hits. Now on to what's that sound? Like I was on skateboard. Once again, Keith coming through with our segment music. That's the Nerdy News segment. Shout Thank you, Keith, once again. Keith. Friend of the show. Brother, Tell friend. You. Appreciate man you so much. Man of many talents. Man say of many talents. We'll say it again. <laughs> nerdy News segment. Dane Cinemark signs new theatrical deals with five major studios. This is coming from Variety. Says Cinemark has reached new agreements with the five major studios that could help formalize a shorter shorter theatrical window. Terms of the deal not disclosed, but it comes as COVID-19 has reshaped the amount of time that films show exclusively on the big screen before making their home entertainment debuts. The company signed a deal with Universal in November that enables them to put new movies on premium video on demand platforms 17 days after they open in theaters. Films that generate at least 50 million on opening weekend ticket sales, however, must play exclusively in theaters for 31 days or five full weekends. So this new deal is agreements with Warner Brothers, Walt Disney Company, Paramount Pictures and Sony. So the big the big guns. So basically sounds like, you know, how we used to always have to wait, you know, months before it got to DVD or now everything is on demand. It seems like most of the big time studios are cutting it down. Um, cut it down significantly. I, I I can't see in this article a specific time frame. I don't know if it's similar to the um seventeen day deal that Universal did, but um I, I kind of like it because I always I know I never understood back in the day why that window was so long for a movie to go to DVD, but it seems like now with everything even more dependent on streaming and all the digital streaming apps and all that, all of those kind of things that a lot of people aren't ready to go fully into a theater yet with, you know, COVID-19 still causing some issues here and there. But what, what do you think about it, bro? I mean, me personally, if I think a movie's good, if I think the trailer's good, I'm going to watch it regardless of where it's going to be at. That's all I'm going to say. Um, obviously, safely, I haven't been to the movies. I haven't been to a movie theater since January of 2020. Um, that was two months before what, everything. You remember what down. you saw? I believe it was Bad Boys. Maybe it was February. I can't remember. In January, February. Let's see. I think it was Bad Boys. I want to say it was Bad Boys. Was it Bad Boys? I think it was Bad Boys. I can't remember. Maybe all these years are running together now. I don't remember. <laughs> I know. I, I I went to see Tenet oh, like see. when theaters opened back up here in Waco. Um, maybe I don't know. Whatever month Tenet came out this year. I got. Oh, what was that? Twenty that you say? No, that, that was in twenty twenty. That was in twenty twenty. Tenet right here. Oh yes. Oh yes. Fantastic movie. I came across a really oh, I ain't gonna talk about it here because it's not the place, not the time, the place to talk about tenant spoilers. But 
Yeah, it was it was bad boys. It was bad boys. Bad boys. Yeah, yeah. It came out January seventeenth, and I think we seen it the week after my birthday or something like that. Can't remember. Yeah, I needed to see that because I mean that's that, we grew up on that. <laughs> we bad boys. Will bad Smith boys. And, and, and Martin Lawrence, Mike Lowry, right, Martin, Mike Lowry. Uh, this next one, Dane. I know. <laughs> after all the struggles you had getting a a PlayStation Five, so it comes as no surprise. Sony now expecting PS Five shortages to continue into next year. This is coming from IGN. It sounds as though PS Five supplies will continue to be limited into 2022. It was never going to be easy launching a new console on the middle of a pandemic worldwide, but Bloomberg now reports that Sony has spoken to a group of analysts about the supply constraint issues affecting PlayStation Five supplies, reportedly warning that shortages will continue into 2022. I don't think demand is calming down this year. And if we secure a lot more devices and produce many more units of the PlayStation five next year, our supply won't be able to catch up with the demand coming from Sony. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not very familiar with how the production of this particular council does, but you would think maybe like, because Things are kind of getting back to somewhat better, you would think, but this seems to this seems to say otherwise. There's a particular chip. Um, there's a particular chip, or if I'm not mistaken, that could be that shortage of that particular chip might be the cause of this PS5 production. The difficulty in the production of PS5s because of this particular chip. Shortage, of course, could be affected by, or could be caused by data mining um, or just because of the pandemic. And then, of course, so many other industries rely on these particular chips or the manufacturers of these particular chips, so that has an effect on it. It's just, it's us all economics, which is an amazing thing when you think about wanting to go to the store and buying a simple video game console same to what we've been doing, you know, most of our lives. Um, I think it's tough. Anybody who's involved with it, anybody who makes a living off of uh, the process of PS5s or anybody who just, you know, needs the PS5 for their leisure, I think it's tough. And I know we're talking about video games here, but we're speaking in the middle of a pandemic. Um, One of the things that helps a lot of us get by is entertainment, especially when we're confined to spaces with out having uh, or with without contact or limited contact with other human beings is watching TV, watching movies, reading books, and playing video games. Um, and of course, the video gaming audience, the general demographics of the video game audience, has expanded uh, monumentally. So you know, we have plenty of women that are playing video games more than uh, there were in the past, um, which is awesome. Um, I didn't know that there was such a thing as women not playing video games because my household, my sisters just played video games too. So I just thought it was normal to everybody mm-hmm. play video games. So I got over and realized, wait, wait, you don't play video games? But anyway, it's a way of life. Um, and yeah, it is especially a hobby now for many of us. Streamers yeah. that make money for a living. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of that. You're yeah. absolutely right. Right there. People that use it as, you know, a form of, uh, congregating or socializing or, or just, you know, fellowship. So, you know, mm-hmm. 
Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we'll, we'll like, see. Man. You know, it's the best part of playing. Like when I had the PlayStation Five, it, and you know, it was fun having it, but it's not as much yeah. fun as playing with you and my brother and all of our other yeah. friends. You know, yeah, that played the by game so. for a minute too. Yeah, and it's like that that, Mil, that Will Smith meme <laughs> from the last episode. Fresh <laughs> Prince had my controller just room. looking around. It's just you know, it's nice, but they I'm the only one in here. But I mean, hopefully they could. I mean, the shortages. He's saying the shortages continue, but hopefully they can somehow figure a way to produce more and get it out there to people that want it. Because you know, people want to play. The streets streets need it, man. Yeah, for sure. But other than that, man, episode forty-four of the duo. Extra hundred bucks in my pocket. Maybe need some new (laughs) shoes. Good episode, my guy. If you want to help us out once again, give us a five-star review on Apple, a great rating, or should I say a five-star rating and a review on Apple. Really help us out. Let me me add something to that. If you don't want to give us a five-star rating or if you don't feel that we deserve a five-star rating, do us another favor. Send us a message. Send us some comments. Let us know. Give us some feedback. What we can Each. do to get to that five star, and then maybe in a few months we make those. You know, we take those suggestions, take them to heart, and we we get a we get a little think tank going. Get a yeah. little think tank. We make some you know corrections, some modifications, if you will. And a few months down the road, then maybe you listen to us. Like you know what, these guys they're on the way. Maybe they listen to the feedback. Maybe they're worth a five star now. How about that? Maybe that's a, maybe we do that. We we'll make that a deal. How about that? And if you still yes. don't like it, hit up Deontay's PayPal or his uh, cash app. He'll send you a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Give you one air on the way out. Appreciate you guys listening to episode 44 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. You can listen to this episode and all of our episodes on all digital screen platforms as well as our website, www.theduosportsandstuffpodcast.com. We are out. <laughs>